All right. So, uh, David, um, first off, for anybody here who's maybe not familiar with CSF, Christian Student Fellowship, um, why don't you tell a little bit about what, what you guys do? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And thanks again for, thanks for letting me be here. And thank you, too, for your partnership in this mission. Seriously. Um, I'm just really grateful for this community um, and your love and support. Um, if you're not familiar with Christian Student Fellowship, we are a campus ministry. We serve students at the University of Illinois Springfield and Lincoln Land Community College. Our mission is helping students find their way back to God. And the idea behind that is that um, we have this huge group of people who all gather together at this really key time in their lives. It's just a pivotal time. They're asking questions about who they're going to be, um, what career they're going to go into, who they're going to marry, um, you know, all their priorities. Like a lot of these things are getting shaped um, during this time in their lives. Um, couple that with the fact that they're training to go into a career field where like they really are the future, like doctors, teachers, lawyers, politicians, uh, I mean, you name it. Um, they're all coming to the university all together. And, and so we feel like this is a, a really significant mission field. Um, it's right in our own backyard. We don't have to travel across the world to get there, you know, but it is a mission field um, nonetheless. Um, and, and two, not only do we have um, people, you know, coming from Springfield and Chicago, we have people coming from all over the world to the university, people from India and Nigeria uh, and Denmark, you know, so many different places. Um, some of those places where uh, the gospel is, is difficult to be able to um, share, but they're coming here and we can share it with them here freely. And so, Lots of opportunity with that. And so we want to be a place where students can come and explore faith. Um, we have a lot of different methods for that, but really our highest value is we want to see students be disciples who make disciples while on campus and for the rest of their lives. And so we invest in students in a variety of ways to be able to see that happen. So It's almost like reverse missions. Like the mission, <laughs> like instead of going out there, it's like bringing people from all over the world to your doorstep. Yeah, absolutely. And like you get them from all over the place, like you said. So, okay, so that's a little like big picture view of what you guys do. Um, what does your typical like week of ministry look like? And you have a different stuff going on throughout the week, and then you have special events scattered in. So, like, what's a, what's a week look like at CSF? Yeah, um, I mean, we kind of work on a college student schedule. So, you know, if you've been to college, you know that can be kind of all over the place. That's our lives <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but we have some anchors uh, for our week. We have a weekly worship service, as I mentioned, uh, on Monday nights um, at 8 p.m. on campus where students can come and uh, be able to worship together and explore faith. Uh, I think with this generation, probably uh, even more impactful and, um, and significant is that we do small group Bible studies throughout the week. Those are hosted in students' apartments or in the union, um, wherever. And the idea of those is that um, students can have some space to really explore faith more deeply uh, in a, a smaller community together um, to just ask questions and grow together. We've seen a lot of students engage there with that. Um, in addition to that, we, um, we try to do a lot of outreach on campus, and that looks different depending on the week, but usually it includes like having some different fun events, uh, whether it's late night dodgeball or um, maybe for international students like a ping pong tournament or badminton. They are really good at badminton. Oh my goodness. Um, like scary like I didn't even know badminton could be played the way it is played that aggressively uh, but um, or just uh, like random hangouts in the union uh, playing board games or video games together I just played Mario Kart for two hours on Thursday with guys some of whom don't know Jesus and it's the only space that we have 
um, that we're connecting with them. Um, so it, lots of different things can happen um, in that. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I guess that's a, a typical week. Um, those are at least some of the things that happen. I think more behind the scenes, we have um, discipleship relationships. Our ultimate goal is that our staff and our students um, would have these one-on-one, two-on-one discipleship relationships with um, students so that we can really intentionally like dive in to God's word, um, grow together, help them um, be able to take their next steps of faith and help them reach their peers. We really feel like that college students are the best campus ministers. Um, we have a staff. There are, um, there are um, five of us on staff um, who are, I mean, essentially we're full-time missionaries uh, to the university, and we do that so that we can be available to students when they are available, um, meet when they are able to meet. So that means it's during the day. It's also, you know, late at night, you know, um, and all of that is just trying to be able to be present to them. Um, but yeah, to invest in students and then help them be on mission on campus. So we have a leadership team of students that really helps in that. So, yeah. Quick question to you guys. How many of you are in your jammies or at least heading that way by 8 o'clock at night? Yeah, I'm, I'm there, man. <laughs> yeah, so it cracks me up. Like, I think back to when I was in college and it was like, if I saw 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh, sweet. I got the whole night to go, yep. you know. But no, not, not, not anymore. So you, so you, how to just the... How does that work as a dad to having younger kids to try to balance that? It, it's, a, it's an ongoing balance. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we do it. I like, it like, what, I, what I love is that like, it's life-giving. You know, like, those spaces are worth it. And I think that's what keeps us coming back is I would probably, just on my own, most nights I would probably prefer to be that way too. Like, but... Um, when I can go on campus and I can meet 40 or 50 international students that might be difficult to connect with otherwise, I can learn the story of a student from China and another one from India, um, or you know, can go to a men's event and like meet these dudes that are hungry for things of faith, you know, like that. I mean, that makes it worth it. So, late nights aren't probably the most appealing part of the job of a campus minister, but um, but it's worth it because of the stories you get to see um, from it. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. We try to bring our kids when we can, and that helps a lot. Um, but as a dad, I don't know. It's it's also why we try to have interns. Uh, we try <laughs> we try to bring in students to help. We have an intern right now, and uh, that's nice to help with some of that yeah, stuff. You can so. take the late night shift this time. Yes, yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing it, we've been doing for a couple weeks is we've been collecting some snacks for your Monday night stuff. And Thank you. you that's amazing. We had been. Uh, you know, one of the things for something like that, it's easy for us to make, okay, we got to sign up or we're collecting something, bring it in. And just for us, to, it kind of feels, okay, check, I did something. But you, there's a reason why you ask for snacks for Monday night. So, like, what does that do for the Monday night worship experience? Yeah, it's, I, I find this fascinating. I've been working with college students for 15 years, uh, and then I was, you know, a college student before that. And I just find this fascinating. Um, we... I think free food is still the way to a college student's heart. Um, that seems like it's always been the case. It's still the case, even as the generations change. There's something very fascinating at Monday Night Worship that occurs. We, we will we'll have our worship service, and then we will just set out the simple table. There, it's nothing complicated. There's nothing fancy about it. If we put snacks on it, college students will stay for another half hour, and I'm not exaggerating that. Like, this last week was a perfect example and our staff was even talking about the next day. Like, I think we, I th 
I think last week, this Monday, we had um, fruit snacks. That was it. It was just fruit snacks. College students got the fruit snacks, and they stayed, and they talked. Uh, and, and they just stayed in community together and had conversations. And that is like, that's, and when we don't have that table up, regardless of what is on that table, they will leave immediately. And it's fascinating to me, but it's so important for us because if, if we see students just showing up to a worship service, I mean, it's the same thing here. I mean, you know this, like if we just show up, but you know, we never interact with each other. Like we're not actually doing life together. You know, we're not actually like really working at growing together. And, um, and so for them, they show up for the service, then they stay, especially if they're new. You know, I can talk to a student. I, we've had this happen this semester. This guy came and, um, you know, was like, hey, let's keep talking. Let's go back to the snack table. There are other guys there. We're able to talk all together. He meets the other people there, you know, and so it's really strategic for us. It's such a simple thing, but really helpful to help, I think, anchor students into the community, get them connected in meaningful ways in just a very simple, I guess, way. So does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there's probably a reason why Jesus spent a lot of time around tables with people. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knew. He knew what good food does for people. Yes. That's, and it's funny, though, because it ain't snacks. It's just something so simple. Yep. You see the same thing at, like, youth group even. Um, probably a little bit more um, rude's not the word, chaotic when the snacks get put out. They just, like, swarm like a bunch of bees on whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's. but it is. It, they it's, want food. It's kind of like it, that. Yeah. They do. They just swarm. <laughs> but in that swarm, then you start having conversations. Like it's Yeah, so it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's you've given us a picture of, like, what you guys do overall a week. But then you have other things that you're doing all throughout the year. What are some of those other things you've been doing lately? Yeah, uh, so one of the things that we do is we try to have a retreat every semester, at least, at least one retreat every semester. Um, and uh, we actually, just a couple weeks ago, had our winter retreat, which was really cool. We had 24 students go to that, students from all different backgrounds, traditional, international, um, really far, maybe um, experienced in their faith or like very little faith uh, experience, and so like the whole kind of gamut there. All went to Little Galilee um, with some other campus ministries, and the speaker talked about relationships, which is a, you know, a really relevant topic for college students. And it was so cool. It was so cool having that time with them. Um, you know, them, I think, getting closer together as a community and being able to hear and process some of the, like, truths from the teaching about relationships because I think they, they get a lot of their wisdom about relationships, I think, from our culture and from entertainment. And so to speak into that, like, you know, with a biblical lens is really important. Uh, and I thought our speaker did a really good job. We even had a student come out of that who decided to be baptized, which was really exciting. So that was last Sunday. We got to celebrate that. Um, so just a really, really good time. Um, that's just an example of one of the things um, that uh, we do kind of ongoing in CSF2. That's really cool. Little Galilee is a camp by Clinton, by the way. I did some service work there in college. Uh, because it was the, the uh, there was a, a week at Lincoln where they want everybody to go out and do service projects, and that was the cheapest one because it was the closest one. So that's what I I chose to do because I had no money in college, the good old poor college student. Um, so you do, uh, you you just you have like you said international students. You got people that are somewhat from here. What are some of the different struggles between those two? I'm just curious, like. I know they have to face different challenges coming to college, but one is making a much larger step than the other. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So a traditional student has certainly, I think, some 
major transitions of, you know, I'm coming to school, I'm going away from home, like that kind of detachment, of course, is difficult and takes time. You know, an international student is traveling, you know, halfway around the world. And there are, I think, there are lots of different needs. There may be a little more, um, I don't know, uh, just pronounced. There's certainly just practically like the physical needs of, you know, when they show up, they need stuff like furniture for an apartment if they're not living on campus. Um, it is, it's very normal for um, you even now, like even this late in the, in the school year, to go to an international student's apartment for it to be pretty bare, like to not have much in the way of furniture, maybe a table. A lot of times they'll sit on the floor. Hopefully by now they've gotten a chair or two, but like it's not like what you would think of in an apartment. They just, I mean, if you don't have a truck and you don't have, you know, a lot of money to, to pay for, you know, furniture, then you're kind of stuck with what you have. And so that's a physical need. Um, I think there's the emotional need of you come, and typically they're very lonely, and they hopefully will connect with each other a little bit, but really when they come to the United States, they're wanting to meet Americans. Like, they're wanting to actually connect with the culture. They came here for a reason. And so there is this isolation that occurs. I think, too, because our culture is much more individualistic than most of the places um, these students are coming from. Like, they talk about this. We, um, we have, like, very serious conversations with international students about, like, I, like, I feel so isolated, even when they're around people, because it's, there's just less interaction than what happens in their country. So there's the emotional need. And then to the spiritual need. Um, a lot of these students come from places where um, maybe they've never heard the gospel before at all. Um, this is becoming more common with traditional students too, that they, don't, they haven't heard the gospel. But, um, but a lot of our international students, maybe they're um, Hindu or they're atheist or they're Buddhist. Um, and, and so uh, like there's a real just spiritual need there too um, that um, they come in and, and you know they just they need Jesus and want to show him show them his love so yeah there's a lot there I think with international students for sure do they ever the international students ever talk to you about the weirdest things they think about us coming here I ask them yeah. because it's fascinating to me uh, <laughs> I think the the individualism is is weird to them like because they're so famous. Which I talk about that in sermons, how hyper me focused we are. Mm -hmm. And we don't see it because we're swimming in that water, but. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's something that's very weird. I mean, you start talking about food. That's always fun. Um, uh, the like amount of cheese and chocolate, you know, that, <laughs> that we eat. Uh, we, uh, what are the international students? The last time you came, we were like, how's it going? What's, what's kind of shocking about here? And they're like, guys put cheese on everything we're like oh <laughs> yeah make, shouldn't everybody like yeah yeah welcome to the midwest too you know <laughs> oh that's <laughs> so true yeah, that was probably land. an african student i bet that said that yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's so funny um yeah you know it kind of depends on where they're from some of the other things but um those are a couple i think yeah that's funny that you mentioned like the isolationism and because one of the other things I've thought I've heard from international people is the weirdness is how we like talk to strangers. Hmm. So where there's like, we'll have that surface level interaction, but we don't like, they think, hi, how are you doing? Like if you ask that to somebody who's from Germany, they're like, I guess this person wants to know about everything in my life. Yeah. <laughs> they don't understand that we're just looking for a good. 
like they don't it just is, is a strange thing so that's that's interesting yes yeah some of the like sidewalk interactions they're they're baffled by they don't know what to do with like when to look up when not to look up you know like and even some of those very basic things yeah, yeah. Like, what was going on well uh, the last time you were here you talked about some of the stuff you were doing specifically targeted at international students yeah. um, what kind of things are you doing how's that going yeah it's been really exciting. Um, I we have. Uh, I, th I think I shared last time. So a couple years ago, we brought on a staff member specifically dedicated to international student ministry, and the timing of that was uh, the Lord, um, because the international student population has has since then just continued to grow, and uh, and so we've. It's been really exciting because we've been positioned to be able to share the love of Jesus with a lot of students, um, and. It's looked a lot of different ways. I think it's still developing. Uh, some kind of key things that have occurred so far are we have a furniture giveaway that occurs right around Welcome Week, um, a little bit before Welcome Week, to help students be able to have a little bit of furniture when, they, um, when they're getting started. Th very basic things like beds. Um, you know, uh, I remember delivering a, um, a bed this uh, fall to a student it was the first piece of furniture they had in their apartment like at all they had nothing in there um, and, and that's just that's just normal uh, for a lot of them uh, so the furniture giveaway is big from that um, you know we hopefully make a lot of connections there um, this last year we had over 150 international students at that event the previous year there were 50 <laughs> so we uh, we did not have enough furniture for 150 students because we thought maybe we would get a little more than 50 and uh, come to find out there um, the university continues to uh, just open its doors to more international students and more coming so um, so there's that um, we've been doing uh, grocery trips for students this year uh, on Saturdays that's a volunteer opportunity um, that um, people in the community have taken part in and it's just very practical um, for students that don't have cars but need groceries the public transportation system in Springfield isn't maybe the same as like bigger cities and so international students might spend 30 minutes to an hour one way on a bus to get not very far away and so um, it's just a kindness to them to be able to take a um, you know a grocery trip um, drive them to the store so there's that we have uh, an international student leadership team like a ministry team as a part of our overall leadership team and they will plan fun events to help connect with students. So um, two, last week, two weeks ago, we had ping pong badminton tournament and, um, and got to see um, students just play really well. And it was a great chance to connect with them too. So they all love those sports. And that's gotta be like a moment where they feel good in that like in their feeling like they're the ones out of water the whole time, they can show up and like dominate on the yes. Americans in badminton and ping pong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, so like I said, I uh, I didn't even know badminton could be played the way that they play. It's just really impressive. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a good connecting point. So stuff like that, um, like we do a winter clothing giveaway um, toward the beginning. I think we did it in November this year. Um, and then just other fun events, whether it's like a culture night with, um, you know, letting Nigerians cook their food, you know, for our community uh, and let them kind of talk about their culture more and give them space to feel at home and, and show hospitality to us, you know, um, which I think is a way to value them, um, help them know that they're loved and a part of our community. Um, and so those things are great. Um, and, um, and then we 
try to just be doing life and relationships. We have a couple like small groups or discussion groups that are kind of focused toward international students in particular um, that they kind of take different forms based on what the needs are for that community. But um, all of that, all of those things to try to show the love of Jesus in very practical ways to students and build relationships where um, you know, we're such a blessing to them that they could see Jesus through that. And, um, and hopefully that sparks conversations very naturally um, with them. And, uh, and certainly we've seen that occur. Um, it's been really cool. It's also been cool. There are some that come with faith background. And so them having a home is really good as well. Um, because again, students are the best campus ministers. And so um, if we can encourage them and, and help them grow in their faith, they're, they're really the ones that are going to be best positioned to help their peers, um, you know, come to know Jesus or grow in faith or even just catch a glimpse of him. So um, that's been really cool to watch this year in different pockets of the community. Um, so. And there's just so much opportunity there. Mm -hmm. You're looking for like, I mean, you want to be invited to something yeah. and you want to find, hope I meet somebody when I go to school. Yeah. 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 I mean, I had that feeling and I went three hours away from home, not, you know, yes, 20. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, and two, I think there's the other side of it too. I was talking to my son about this, um, recently that like, it, I, th I feel like it's not just for them. Like it's for us too. Like I, I need, I need to be in community with people that are different than me. Like, because it helps me see God a little bit more clearly. Um, it helps me understand my faith better. Um, you know, because I have to actually think about it, you know, in those settings. Uh, and I just think that there are ways that, um, God, I just have seen God like bless me, bless our community, like make us better because we have students from different backgrounds with us um, in different cultures. And so I've been really thankful for that. Um, I feel like it's been good. I, I certainly, you know, they're different, like we're all different. And so we have to navigate all that, but it's a good thing, I think, so. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what are some ways a church like us can help out and bless you guys? Uh, well, uh, I would I would preface that by saying I I feel like that you do this like already <laughs> I feel like you're you're doing it um, I'm I'm so thankful for how um, like I know that you pray for us uh, I know that you care about us um, I appreciate how um, you reach out and ask questions and um, you know are curious about what's happening. Um, if there are special needs, I'm thankful for how you respond to them. I mean, I mean this morning, <laughs> you know, is a great example. Uh, and, and so really, I, I would preface anything I would say just by saying thank you. I feel like you do it <laughs> already. Um, and so I guess I'm not going to say anything new to you. Uh, prayer is huge for us. Um, we are, I think, that, I think that working with this generation, we're on the front lines of our culture. Uh, and, and so we're navigating lots of different challenges, uh, you know, because of that. And your prayer is so important to um, empower staff and empower students especially to be able to, you know, as they're navigating their own journeys, you know, and, and growing in faith to help others, you know, grow in their faith as well. So just praying for them, uh, for God to just help them to um, be rooted in him and, uh, and you know, empowered to share their faith um, is really important. Um, snacks are huge, like we talked about. Uh, those are uh, those are really great for us. Um, the some of the other things I've already mentioned, as far as tangible needs, um, you know, we are going to be starting to collect furniture soon, and uh, that's 
like I said, we, we have plenty of opportunity. Um, we're really just limited by the logistics that come with furniture. So that, that is furniture itself. Um, that is transportation for that furniture and that is storage for that furniture. And we've been thankful for how God's provided all three of those things up to this point. Um, right now it, we're just limited by, you know, that there's plenty of need. It's just, you know, what can we, what all can we do um, practically for that? So um, if that's something you're interested in, um, there'll be more information coming out about that soon. Um, so that's, that's another um, tangible way to help. Uh, and we also monthly, we send out uh, like a, a needs list that shares some ways like unique to that month for how you can partner as well. It's on our website. Um, and so that's another way if you want to just stay up to date with like, you know, like this coming month we're having a men's retreat. So we're going to need some special kind of supplies for that. Um, uh, you can keep up to date in that way as well to learn more. So, um, yeah. And, and two, your faithful financial support has been amazing <laughs> for us. Um, it, is, it is a huge blessing to um, have um, a partner church like you that is so generous and um, is, um, is, is reliable and faithful in that because that allows us to budget um, things. Like it means that we can plan for ministry further out, um, trusting that support will come in. That's just really important um, for us to have that. So we're really thankful for your financial support as well. Now, you mentioned like some of the <clears throat> the ways God's provided. You had somebody kind of donate space in a warehouse, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you like totally blew out and filled <laughs> up all of that. Yes. Yeah. He's really kind. He's actually opening it up early for us. So uh, we'll be able to start collecting a little sooner. But yeah, we, <laughs> we, uh, we got pretty creative um, in stacking furniture to like fit it inside of that space um, to get as much in as we possibly could. So that's probably a prayer request. Uh, it is uh, like, I mean, we're praising God to provide that space. I mean, we wouldn't be able to do the event without um, that. But just prayer for, you know, something bigger really um, is is important as well. Somewhere so. you don't have to, like, play real-life Tetris. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And hope that you're not bad at it and get tackled by a bunch of beds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you've been, and also you mentioned some pressing needs. Are there anything that's pressing at the moment? This is a really funny one. Uh, we actually need pens right now. Um, so something that we uh, have have discovered about this generation in particular, this is not always the case, is um, this: they take notes. Uh, at least our our students are like at our Monday night worship. They are like eager to take notes, and if we have um, like papers out with clear take, like fill in the blank, those sorts of things for them, like they will use them. And we're like, well okay, we'll put out paper, and then very quickly it was like, well, but we need pens. And we ran out really fast as we started being very intentional about that. And so, yeah, we, I mean, pens is one thing right now. <laughs> yeah, what, like 10% come back after right, they use yeah, them? Yeah. yeah, so, you know, like last week we had, I think, 40 students at our service. Somewhere in there, you know, per week is, hopefully, hopefully we get some of them back at least. Um, our goal is not to like give out pens every week to students, you know, but, um, but we do, you know, if they're, if it's going to help them be able to engage in their faith, like, I mean, that's a no brainer, you know, to me, <laughs> um, you know, that they'll actually take the truths of scripture with them. And, and what an easy thing to provide. Yeah. 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 I mean, a pen, pens are so easy. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming today. Yeah. I'm glad that you could help out and just kind of, it was one of those things that wasn't particularly planned way out in the, 
distant future. It just kind of the pieces fell into place for David to be here today, so we're grateful for that. Um, I'll give you a second to go ahead and start moving your stuff back over, and then I'll, uh, that way you don't have to just stand. Oh, Sharon, you got a question. Yeah, go for it. So our question for those watching online is how do you teach the kids from different cultures, like the international kids, kind of how do you get the gospel across to them and connect with them with biblical truth? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I would So some of the ways that we do that, our Monday night worship service um, is pretty typical, like um, similar structure to maybe um, what the service looks like. We'll have music and then we'll have biblical teaching. So like right now we're in the book of Titus. And um, we're learning about what does it look like to build a healthy community. You know, um, Paul is kind of giving that to Titus, you know, and so we're walking through that book together. Um, we did a series prior to that on spiritual disciplines and what does it look like to, like, be in the Bible? What is, what is prayer? How do you pray? You know, um, and, uh, and so those are some of the things, like, that we do on Monday night is just we teach scripture and help students with that. Um, and uh, small group Bible studies, um, we actually were pretty fortunate. We, we create all of our own curriculum for small group Bible studies. Lindsay, um, my wife, um, is our small group's lead, and so she writes all of that. And typically, we're going through a book of the Bible in our small groups. So um, this spring, um, I know this. It's evading me right now, and I'm embarrassed that it's evading me, actually, that I can't think of it, but I can't. Oh, man. Oh, we're in the Psalms, uh, and so uh, we're walking through the Psalms uh, together, and there's a reading plan to go alongside that. So students are not only, like, reading the Scripture together, um, but then they also are being challenged to, like, read Scripture on their own daily throughout the week. Um, in our discipleship relationships, uh, we, I mean, we just have a standard that, like, we want to make sure that Scripture is entering into our conversation um, whenever we're together with students, um, especially those that, like, are our leaders or, like, core people, you know, and so we might be going through a book of the Bible with them as well, or, like, at minimum, we're, we're trying to figure out, like, how to, um, you know, have conversations about that each week, you know, if maybe we're going through, like, a spiritual book that, like, is talking about truths from Scripture. Um, so those are, those are some of the ways um, where it can play out um, with students. Can you probably... Oh, okay. Sandy's got a question. Yep. So her question was, how do you get Jesus across to these students who come from other religious backgrounds and places in the world? Uh, well, I, I mean, I think it's always a work in progress because the generation changes so quickly. Um, that's something that we notice is a student is different now than what they were even a couple of years ago. Certainly, I, I mean, COVID didn't make that any easier too. <laughs> um, I think, um, I think for me, I think there are a couple things that have to occur. I think one is we have to show them that we care about them. Um, they have to, they have to know that we genuinely actually care about them when we're talking about scripture with them. Um, I think that's always been true. Like when we talk about evangelism, like I think if we try to 
share the truth of the gospel, but we don't actually like have the same compassion toward the person that Jesus clearly does. You know, Jesus was willing to die for that person. You know, we need to have that sort of posture when we're interacting with them as well. Um, I suppose that's probably fundamental for anything, any age um, or generation. I think one of the things that I have noticed recently is um, like we talk frequently about things like the authority of scripture and like uh, and trying to help students be able to get a handle for um, the importance of the Bible and how it can give us a window into like knowing God and um, hearing from him, um, experiencing him, encountering him. Prayer is really important for that as well. Um, so that helps. Um, and I think too, like, I think, I think this generation is curious. I think they are curious. And so if, if we can help them like see that this is a better way to live, which we know it is, like that's not all it is, like it's the, it's the, the way, the truth in life, it's the way to live. But I think the amount of discontent and struggle and darkness in so many different ways that students experience, um, if we can help them see like, you know, it, it wasn't always this way and this is not what God intended. Like we live in a broken world and um, there is a savior. Like there is someone who offers new life. He offers because of his death and resurrection, there is something better here. You know, let's explore that together. Um, I think that can be compelling. Uh, it probably depends on the student, whether that gets caught or taught first. Like I think sometimes students need to be in the community and see other students living that way. And when they see students living differently, then they become curious. But kind of depends. I mean, there's sometimes that we can just talk about it really quickly and they'll engage in it. Um, that's a pretty long-winded answer um, <laughs> because I feel like uh, it kind of varies student to student. It varies if they're traditional or national. It depends on their faith background, um, where we start in those conversations even. Um, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's also exciting um, because Jesus is good and he's already pursuing them. And so we get to come in and walk alongside them as he's already pursuing them and um, just be a part of that process. Um, and we need a lot of grace <laughs> when we are going through that because we're not perfect um, at sharing that truth with them. So does that answer the question? Yes, absolutely. Uh, as you know, as with all of us, we have a choice in it, and you know, we have to. We certainly can't force them. They have to make space. We have to make space for them to make that decision. Yeah, for sure. Fishers of men. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for being here. It's great to again know what's going on because we get in our little world and we know what ministry looks like in our little circle. Mm -hmm. But it's a. You're, I mean, you're literally working in kind of a different world over there. Yeah. And you are experiencing culture that I always talk about culture changing fast, but you get to like see it every spring when it rolls in a new wave of difference. So yes. yeah. yeah, well, good. Well, again, thanks for being here. I'll let you, again, I'll give you a couple seconds and I'm, I'm going to pray. We're going to pray for you while you get set up. Um, of course I could probably fill the time just by running my mouth, but, um, I just wanted to not make you have to have that really awkward, like minute of, carrying things over while everybody had to just kind of stare and, and figure out what was next. But um, again, it's very nice for David to be able to come this morning and make time out of his busy schedule. Um, usually coming during the school year is tough, but so this is a, a good opportunity. Um, 
it was funny. The thing I think about was the last time you came or the last time we collected food for you. Um, your your dad, wasn't it, came and picked it up on his little side-by-side? Oh, yeah. yep. And he he could not. It was so much food. And me and his dad spent like 30 minutes strategically stacking because his parents just live on the other side of town. Um, so, you know, he had a long way to go with this food. But it was like... You know, you don't want to, like, have a colossal crash of all these things across the road that you're going to then hand out to college students. So that was, it was an interesting moment. I was like, I have to get a picture of this before you go because it, I was, we were proud of the work we accomplished balancing food. Um, but, yeah, thanks for being here. Let's go ahead and pray for CSF and David and the ministry they're doing over there. Uh, Father, we are grateful for the chance to uh, partner with Christian Student Fellowship. Um, what an amazing opportunity of sharing the gospel um, being the hands and feet of Jesus in the lives of, of students who are um, taking this journey into a new stage of life or who are on a cross-cultural adventure to another country. And um, students from here or around the world arrive with needs, and those needs can in many ways open our hearts and our, our lives to a, a foot in the door um, where we can show them the love of Jesus and show them the hospitality and the kindness of Jesus um, who just has his arms open wide for all of us. And um, we know, Father, that you have been pursuing them before they showed up uh, um, on that campus, that you have been orchestrating and leading their life to moments where they would um, be receptive to hearing about it and uh, bringing moments into their life where they would, um, that would define them and, and prepare them for the journey you've set before them. And so, Father, we just pray that you would continue to bless all of those who are working at CSF, um, that those uh, churches like us who are giving could, could continue to be faithful so that they can uh, plan more effectively, um, that the uh, campus would be um, open to them uh, doing as many events as they desire to reach students, um, and that just whatever um, way forward you have for them, that you would just make those ways clear and um, that you would provide for the needs that they have, whether it's uh, furniture or a place to store that furniture, whether it's snack foods um, or pens. We just pray that you would allow those needs to be met um, according to your good grace and generosity. Again, thank you for the time that we've been able to come here, uh, spend today here listening to David and the ministry at CSF. It's been a blessing to have our, our horizons broadened and see the wider, uh, a wider picture of the kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.